0: Hey there! Sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 67th episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in! Hey everybody! It's me, Thea, your host for Thea's Tea. So for this week's tea talk, I am drinking some. Okay, get this. It's called Cinnamon Apple Chamomile Tea by Stash Tea. Okay, so (laughs) i love cinnamon apple tea i think it's a great combination and i've tried the flavor in like different brands and i feel like it's always an excellent choice but this one has chamomile and um when i tried it i like couldn't really sense the chamomile but i did sense a really strong apple and cinnamon and that was mainly when i smelled it when i actually tasted it like the flavor was a bit odd because i couldn't like it was kind of weird for me to digest because I, I, I don't really know what it tastes like. I know it smells like all of those things, but <laughs> the flavor is a little bit odd. Nonetheless, I am super excited to be drinking this simply because of the idea of this like flavor of tea. It seems really, really good. As for the mug I'm drinking it in, it is this mug that my friend Juana, shout out to you if you're listening, gave me for my birthday and it is absolutely gorgeous. It's black and it's like really short. It's not a tall mug at all and it's very thick and it's got like some splotches of like gray kind of as if you had dipped a sponge in like some paint and just you know put it on like different spaces of the mug and then it has this really pretty like shiny gold outlining and i just think it it looks spectacular it's a really unique mug and i love it however since it's so small i'm probably gonna have to refill it at some point. <laughs> so when I heated up the water I poured in a little bit more into a separate mug with a little bit of sugar. And once I finish drinking this, then I'll just pour that water into this mug with a tea bag. As for my setup, you guys, I am recording this on a Sunday morning, so it's a nice lazy day. Fun fact, I actually woke up at 5:45 naturally this morning. What was that about? So I had a really nice slow morning. <laughs> and now I'm here. My bed is literally not made. I'm still in my pajamas. Like this is super chill, but I'm really excited to be talking about the topic for this episode because I feel like it was just destiny, you know, for me to talk about it at this time. I actually had no clue what I wanted to talk about until last night when I was brushing my teeth and I got this idea and it felt like the perfect moment. So yeah, let's continue with the episode. <laughs> let's begin with this life update for this week. So the first topic I want to talk about is the whole reading thing. So I remember that like at the beginning of quarantine last year, everybody got so obsessed with reading and everybody had like rediscovered this passion and I was not one of them. Oh, <laughs> that's a reminder that I have an English exam tomorrow. Um, Anyways, So I had never, like, last year, I never really went through that phase of, like, falling back in love with reading, and mind you, growing up, like, as a child, I was a huge bookworm, and I felt like recently I fell back in love with reading. So a couple of weeks ago, I finished Harry Potter, like, the entire series, which was a huge step for me because I had been reading it for years because I I would, like, read one book of the series and then read another, like, totally different book, just kind of, like, switch like go back and forth so it took me a little while to finish that and i feel like recently my eyes have just been opened to a whole new like possibility of books so for instance i'm really excited about self-help books but also like i would love to learn more about like philosophy and psychology and feminism and poetry just like there are so many interesting like informative resources like physics and space like There are so many interesting things to read about and i'm so excited to read about them and it's funny because a lot of these books like i already have like i've already purchased like there's nothing stopping me you know i just need to like pick up the pace of my reading a little bit more to be able to get to all of these different materials so I've just been really excited about that and it has become sort of a productive outlet. You know, if I want to take a break from studying, then I can read because it's something that I enjoy instead of just like scrolling through Instagram. So I feel like I've been trying to find a way to incorporate it into my life because the way I was doing it before just wasn't working in a way that would let me like consistently like move forward in books. So just kind of like exploring how I can make it a more active element in my life. So yeah, this is just me on my journey and trying to carve out more time for reading. And looking back on the past week, it was really definitely a slow week. (laughs) Every so often I have what I call like these crash weeks, which is basically when I am so incredibly exhausted from like everything I've been doing over the past couple of weeks. So it's a week where I take a bunch of naps, where I take like my workload like super easy when I just try to like, you know, relax and just sort of replenish, even though it's not like technically a holiday or anything. It's just like my body is asking me to slow it down. So that's what I had. You know, I was taking it easy with school. I had like very few meetings and I'm grateful for that because, you know, I had like more time in a day to do other things and to just like balance everything out. I think the way my life works, and what makes it work, basically, is, like, balance, you know, there can be weeks which are very intense studying, and there are weeks which are very, like, intense meetings, and then there are weeks where I try to, like, you know, chill a bit more, not so often, but, you know, just, like, I feel like you have to balance things out, basically, and sometimes life (laughs) just does that for you, and yeah, I was also, like, really trying to make sure that what I was working on, like, for school were just the most urgent things, and maybe the things that could wait a little bit more than to just, like, let them sit there for a bit to just you know exist basically that's what i was trying to do this week the reason i was taking it so slowly this past week was because on saturday i took the sats yay bravo i am very excited i had been studying for over a year and the first time i signed up it got cancelled and then i signed up again for the may 8th date And 12 of the 14 test centers in Colombia closed. I was so lucky that mine didn't. I swear, it was like fate or destiny for me to take it that day. And overall, I had like a really pleasant experience. I don't know my results yet, but I felt really calm during the exam, which was my major fear. You know, I thought I would not be able to handle the nerves, but I was surprisingly chill. So I'm like proud of myself for that. yeah, I'm just so happy to like culminate that experience because I devoted so much time and energy studying. So I'm really excited to be able to divert that like focus into other aspects of my life and work on other aspects of my college applications. I'm just really happy with how the sat cycle went for me i feel like i studied with so much love and so much passion and i did like everything i could i exposed myself to different resources but i also stuck around for those resources long enough for them to actually work which i feel is a really important part of like life and just you know developing a skill in general i'm really doing like the inner work to make sure that whatever the result is you know i can still like love myself and be proud of myself and all of that because I know in my heart that the preparation I undertook was extremely, like, useful, you know, whether it was just for the SAT or for life in general, you know, like, it was a very productive experience that I feel served to my growth as a person. I definitely feel like a huge weight was lifted off of me. And I guess now the only thing left is for me to wait for those results to come in. (laughs) I'm trying to stay busy these upcoming days so that I don't have too much time to like worry or think about that. But in general, I would say that like my posture towards it is a very chill one, you know, like a very at ease one, which I'm again, I'm like so surprised about this because in my head, I was sure I was going to be so tense and so stressed about this process, but I've surprised myself. In the future, I would love to make a little series here on the podcast about like the whole college application process and just what I learn and my advice on that. And I would love to devote an entire episode to the SAT and just not only like my experience growing with it and like that sort of lens, but also just like the practical tips, my advice for people who are preparing for it in the future. It's something that I've been like thinking about for a long time. So let me know if you guys would be interested in that. Literally, if one person says, yes, I am doing it (laughs) because I love the idea. So yeah, that's basically what my past week has looked like. You guys, I don't think this tea is that good. (laughs) Oh no, I don't know. It just, it tastes kind of (laughs) weird. child anyway so let's get started with the introduction for this episode so as you can tell by the title we are going to be talking about support systems i'm gonna go ahead and start off by defining what that is to me basically i think that a support system is a group of people there to help you on whatever you may need and a group of people which you truly feel you can trust and rely on so i think support systems are basically like that group of people that you turn to whenever you have a problem and not necessarily like for instance your entire friendship group i don't think it's like one central group maybe like different people in your support group support system don't necessarily know each other you know it doesn't have to be like that one central thing but more so like a combination of a bunch of different people which you can turn to in different situations it's those people that you feel you naturally gravitate towards to when something big happens and not only bad things but also good things, you know, those people that you immediately want to share these things with those people that like whose opinion you value when something important is coming on in your life and you want input from those around you these are generally the people you're gonna want to turn to these are the people who have seen you at your best and at your worst and that have overall just really seen you grow, and that doesn't mean that they've been your friend since you were like two, but just you know, you've shared like your growth process with them and the obstacles you've overcome, so they really know you for who you are in that integral sense where they've seen like all that character development you've had, and I want to make this episode honoring the fact that I just took the SAT and that the support system I had really played a big role in my preparation for this and i kind of just want to acknowledge that i feel like it's a really good time for me to do so there were so many people in my life you know when i was preparing for the sat with whom like i would talk to you know express like my concerns and my stress and it was really useful for me to listen to what they had to say or simply to vent to them so i feel like i want to use this specific example to illustrate how a support system can work i do want to make a disclaimer though And I basically recognize that it is a privilege to feel a support system and to have the resources to invest in it. So we're going to be breaking down my support system later on in the episode, but I just want to start off by saying that I know that not everybody's in a situation where, for instance, their parents will support the decisions they want to make, you know, or where their friends won't judge them, or maybe they won't have like the resources to invest in a therapist or in a coach. And I don't want this episode to seem like everybody should have a support system if you don't then that just means that you don't care about yourself or like whatever that's not the message that i'm trying to convey i just want to speak from my personal experience and kind of illustrate what my support system looks like and then if that leads you to question what your support system looks like or for you to want to like build or tweak your own support system based on the possibilities that you have then that would be great or if you just want to listen to it like to this episode to hear like a different perspective my point is i just don't want to like come on here and try to impose the concept of a support system i just want to speak to like what i have experienced that it can contribute to your life I recognize that I'm also incredibly lucky to have all of these people in my life and to have the resources that I do to get these other compliments in my support system. And yeah, I just want to clarify that I'm not taking this for granted and that I recognize, you know, like the work that has to go into these things and how you have to nurture these support systems. There's definitely something else to be said about support systems and it's that They're useless if you don't believe in yourself first. You can have all of these amazing people around you telling you how amazing you are, but if you don't believe it first, then those words will come in through one ear and go out through the other. A support system is definitely not a quick fix. It's not going to solve all of your problems. A support system is efficient if it is surrounding a person who is willing to optimize the tools and who is in that mindset to listen with open ears with an open mind. I'm gonna be talking a lot about like all the amazing things that a support system can bring to your life, but it's important to like remember that it's gonna require also like some inner work, you know? These people around you aren't gonna fix you, quote unquote, or like produce the impact or the change you want in your life. That depends on you. And again like this support system is gonna support you through the journey and is going to help you through the journey, but it's not gonna do everything for you. So for this episode at first I'm gonna be talking about why support systems matter in my opinion. Then I'm going to be depicting my support system and, you know, like shouting out all the incredible members in it. And lastly, I'm going to be sort of wrapping up the discussion by taking notes on like your power in a support system and just making like really important distinctions and clarifications on how to not get lost in your support system. So let's get right on started. Okay, so why is a support system important? Why is it relevant? Why does it matter? I am breaking this answer up into two parts. The first one is because speaking is extremely therapeutic. I am I think I'm a combination of an introvert and an extrovert. That's not the point of today's episode, but I'm the type of person that whenever something happens to me, big, small, good, bad, I always tend to gravitate towards telling it to somebody and I think that experience is so liberating. I'm a person who really benefits from talking through what happens in my life and I think on some level we all benefit from that. So that is why having a group of people around me that I know I can turn to when I want to talk is so important because for me you know, speaking in the various ways it can take form, you know, if i want to vent of something about something that happened to me, or if i feel like i need somebody to knock sense into me, if i feel like i need a pep talk, if i feel like i simply want to share something that happened to me, Or if I have a big decision coming up and I want to you know analyze like my different possibilities or if there's something really important coming up in the future and I want to know how to tackle it you know all of those scenarios are just some of the situations in which speaking can come in useful and I love exercising this you know like right (laughs) because I feel like I always feel lighter after, you know, I speak about these things, I always feel better, I always feel, you know, like, either more capable, or, you know, I analyze, like, a different perspective, I feel like there's always something that comes out of these conversations, is my point, point? and, you know, sometimes there are going to be conversations where you talk and the other person, like, pitches in and shares their opinions, but other times it can look more like a monologue, where you just say everything on your chest and the other person doesn't even have to say anything to you it's just like the fact that they were there to listen to you in such a comprehensive way that helps you know like that's also a possibility and just given the nature of who i am and you know like what i crave having these people that i know i can turn to regularly is really important and i'm a huge fan of just you know texting people out of the blue and like talking and sometimes i will text somebody with the sole purpose of telling them this one thing that happened to me and i feel like having people that can reciprocate that is very important and also now that we're on the topic of like these groups of people i i would like to say that sometimes like a support no most of the time a support system is not like reciprocal you know sometimes you are gonna have people that you can count on but that they necessarily won't count on you And I don't know if this sounds funky, but when we dive into the members of my support system, you'll probably understand. For instance, you know, like there's my therapist. I am not part of the support system of my therapist, obviously, but she is a part of mine. So I feel like, you know, it's important to look at it that way. And also maybe, like, some friends that I really trust and that are part of my support system, maybe they don't get the same benefit of talking to me that I do, you know, when I talk to them. So maybe I'm not part of their support system. And it's okay, you know, as long as they're happy being a part of mine, like, I feel like that's enough. Then the other big reason which I think makes support systems so important is that we are social creatures. As Aristotle said, we are social beings. Humans need to connect with those around them and we have the innate feel know what the innate need (laughs) to feel like we are surrounded in a meaningful way you know surrounded by people who contribute to our existence who care about our existence and i really love the way Brene Brown tackles this whole topic basically she says that vulnerability and the capacity to connect with those around you in a truly meaningful way is what's going to let you live a wholehearted life and intentional life where you can love with everything in your being and you can love others and you can love yourself and she has done like a whole bunch of research to back this up as well but yeah i just think it's really important to even if you're not going to talk to your uh, support system at a given moment to just know that they're there Like, that's what it is. My support system makes me feel like I have just sort of kind of like this mattress, you know, like even if I'm like falling and I'm crashing, you know, I'll have like a softer fall because of these people. And that's a really beautiful way to look at it. And I really want to emphasize the word meaningful in this context. You know, you want to have like meaningful, special, profound connections with these people and just, you know, feel like they're people who can actually say things that matter when it matters the most, you know? And just having this collection of memories from different times when you turned to the people in your support system and when they genuinely helped you or impacted you in any way, I feel like that creates very meaningful bonds. So those are just some things that go to show why I am such a big fan of support systems now let's depict my support system i am really excited for this i don't know why (laughs) i just love the people in my life and i love to shout them out so i'm basically going to go one by one in all the members that i would consider to be in my support system and explain kind of like the role they play so let's start off with my mom so i feel like her role in my support system is really special because even if she doesn't totally understand what's happening she's there for instance with the sat you know my mom probably didn't know like all the details you know like what the sat is designed to evaluate specifically you know what its components are how many questions are in each section how the time works you know how time time management works how it will influence your college applications you know what percentile i'm at like all of those like statistic details but of course that didn't prevent her from being there in the way i needed her You know if one day i was really upset about the sat she would you know give me advice and encourage me again even if she didn't know everything that goes into the test she recognized you know that i'm a person and that it's impacting me in some type of way and she did what she could to sort of help me with that and i think that's really important and really powerful to have and another important thing that she does is she's always there to lighten the mood she is very similar to the character Lorelai Gilmore, if you're a fan of Gilmore Girls she can sometimes just be there to like crack a joke or yeah just lighten the mood make things a little bit less stressful and sometimes it won't directly help the cause you know sometimes if I'm really upset and she just like says a joke like it obviously won't solve the problem but it's there, at least, to make me smile for a couple of seconds, you know, and I feel like that's the beauty of a support system. We'll see that, like, through the different members, I feel like they all complement each other, hence making a really well-rounded system for me to, like, rely on, and I feel like just having, like, some really serious people and some also, like, not-so-serious people or people who can be serious at one moment and not serious at the next, like, I feel like all of that is important and it creates just, like, different resources for different moments basically, so yeah, that's how my mom comes into the picture, and then we've got my dad, so the same situation happens here, he also doesn't totally understand, but he helps from afar, and For those of you who don't know, my dad lives in Mexico and I live in Colombia. So, you know, even though like he's not right here by my side to help me, he finds a way to do so. For instance, with the SAT, you know, the day before he did what he could to book a spa, a spa (laughs) session, a spa session for me so that I could really relax and unwind for the big day. And, you know, again, like he was far away, but he found a way to help despite the distance. You know and that's a resource that's a little bit different to the ones other members in the support system can give so it's really just finding a way to see the support system as a puzzle where everybody in my life everybody in my life in my support system can contribute different things to the table and i don't want this to sound like i just abuse of all the people in my support system and how i just you know let them give and give and give Um, I feel like I'm a good receiver, (laughs) but you know, I also give back to these people in different times, but I'm not going to be talking so much today about how I am a member of other support systems, but more so how, you know, my support system serves me, but I just don't want it to come off as if I'm this person that's like really greedy. because I do think I can be a good support system member for those around me. But anyways, another thing that my dad does that is really helpful is that he gives me objective advice. So for instance, in like a more organizational context, you know, with like the different groups I'm in and the leadership leadership positions I have, he is, you know, like my go-to person for professional advice. For instance, I was preparing for an interview I had, earlier and i practiced you know with him we did like a practice session and he asked me questions that he asks on interviews so I feel like that is really useful, but also when I have a problem I'm facing, when I don't know how to tackle it, when I have a, co- a conflict, for instance, organizing the Model United Nations in my school, I always ask for his input, and that's a way that, you know, advice can play such a big role in a support system, and just hearing what other people have to say, hearing different perspectives, different opinions, I won't always do what he tells me, but it's good to, like, have another set of of opinions that i can factor in to my decisions next we've got my sister mila which is basically the hype man she is always there to cheer me on whatever it may be happening you know it's just me telling her what i accomplished or what happened and she'll be the first one to say period bestie and that's really important. Also, she's a really good person to just vent to and to listen to me. Her room is right next to mine. <laughs> so if anything pisses me off, I can just like go there, open the door, say what happened. And she can really connect with that. And she can just like roll her eyes and express what I'm feeling. And it's really good to just kind of see a person who can like express those emotions for me. Not express them for me, but sometimes, you know, I I can try to well Mila is a much more like explosive person and if something pisses her off she will be the first to like rage out about it so sometimes I can't do that so it's really liberating for me to see her do it for me <laughs> I don't know <laughs> then we've got my grandma and the main thing I want to highlight about her Is that she cares? She cares so, so much. And, you know, she asks so many questions about what's going on and she gives so much advice. And she just looks at me in a way that really, like, makes me believe in myself. And yeah, I just, I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that she makes herself so present and she proves that she cares and that she's, you know, she's always, like, in the know. She's checking up on me. She has, like, little, you know, like, gestures that are super meaningful to me. So she's an example of a person that can really make herself present. She lives like a couple of hours away. So, you know, when we visit her or like even when she's like far away, you know, she can call and everything. And again, she also just like really learns to make herself present and to just show that she cares. Next, I want to talk about my friend Jose. So Jose is the perfect example of the person who does understand. Like he knows a bit more of the ins and outs of everything I'm going through. So he can give really specific and tailored advice to my situation in a way that probably like people who don't know so much about this couldn't, you know? So this is really helpful because is if I'm stressed about a very specific thing and he knows how it works, he can give me like rational, like actually compelling advice that I can genuinely believe because I know where he's coming from and I know that he's coming from a place of like, genuine like information (laughs) so i that's another like really important element to contribute to the puzzle because you can have these people sort of motivating you because they know that you're worthy and that you're capable but then you can have these people that are motivating you because they know exactly the task you're doing and they know what your strengths are for that task and yeah you know it's just like a very different kind of advice that i really like to receive And also he just knows me really well and knows like the way I've grown, the way I've developed and you know like my strengths and my weaknesses so he can really speak to all of those different attributes and it's helpful to have a person who just like knows you so well just like be on your side and want you to thrive and just be there to like help you on your journey. He's basically like my life coach. And then we've got my friend Aleja, which first off is a person that I really genuinely admire, so it feels like such a blessing to have in my support system a person that, you know, I like aspire to be like in so many aspects. So it's a person whose opinion I value so, so, so much because I know that I I'm a huge fan of the way they think, the way they get things done, the things they have achieved, you know, and just how they are as a person, so that's why I listen very carefully whenever she has something to say to me, and I feel like what I really like about, you know, our interactions is that she always has a really innovative take, you know, so like whatever the problem is, she can always shed a light on an angle that I hadn't really thought of, and that's really useful, for instance, if I need cheering up she can reveal like a whole other set of possibilities. And you know, it's just really nice because I feel like one of the goals for the support system is for it to open you, you know, to open you to different possibilities. And I feel like she really gets this done. And she is just a really great person to vent to. I can send her like five minute voice messages complaining or telling her about something really embarrassing that happened to me or whatever it is, she's always gonna be there and she always reacts in an excellent way. And what i mean by like reacting in an excellent way is a balance between you know being receptive to your situation and commenting directly on your situation and like not stealing the spotlight (laughs) but also if necessary kind of like sharing with her own experiences and you know like opening up herself and that really makes you feel seen and loved and heard which is what brene brown talks about when she mentions like meaningful connections so i feel like it's just a really like solid friendship to have the last category in my support system are the professionals. So first we've got my therapist, her name is Pierre, and she can always just bring like a professional insight to situations, and it is so tremendously helpful because she can talk about like psychology and you know, like self-sabotage and just like bring these like professional, like medical terms, which are like objectively true. <laughs> so that really helps me like believe everything she's saying. And, you know, since it's, like, what she studied, she can provide me with, like, tried and true methods that can work in my favor, you know, like, for managing anxiety and stress and anger. Like, she can give me, like, practical, objectively true elements that i can easily incorporate into my life and that is so important it's also just amazing and liberating for me to like go every session and just speak my heart and you know cry if necessary but feel like this trained person is listening to me like it's literally their job they literally went to school to listen to me and that i don't know that just brings me like so much peace and i know that it's a privilege to be able to attend uh, like a psychologist but you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm able to, and it has had so many positive impacts. Listen to my episode on how everybody should go to therapy, because I know that it has served me immensely. And lastly, I've got the guidance counselor and my school, which is just a person who I feel is always in my corner, like, rooting for me, and who's excited for me, and who's willing to do what is necessary, you know, to, like, boost me up in that college application process, and, you know, like, I feel like applying to colleges can feel really isolating. And so it's important to know, especially when you're like doing something different than what everybody else is, you know, when you're like totally taking a different path. So it's just important for me to know that there's somebody that I can count on, that there's somebody who can provide, again, like different insights, even if she's not like the huge expert. And even if I'm kind of teaching her (laughs) what it's like to apply in other countries, she's very receptive and she's really open to do what needs to be done and, you know, to give advice from her experience. So I feel like that is also a really important element of my support system. And with that, we conclude. As you can see, there are are many different elements that combine themselves and that work in a harmonious way. And that's why my support system is so special. Now, a word on your power when you're immersed in support systems, okay? don't forget that like you are the boss okay you are the boss of your own life you are the rock you are the center you are the foundation and you need to support yourself first and you got to be firm okay so you need to be on your team before you recruit other people otherwise what they're going to do is going to be completely worthless because trust me you can't find a way to accept yourself solely based on what those around you are telling you they can speak really like beautifully to you they can tell you all of these incredible things and they can try to raise your self-esteem but if you're reluctant to that then it's going to be useless so you need to know that that transformation must start from within and i know that is so cheesy and you've probably heard it a million times before but it's true and i think you know that's just something that you need to experience that you need to live through i think i'm living through it every day but i feel like that's the hardest thing to give specific like tangible advice on i try to give tangible advice like with everything i talk about but you know like finding like your own like validation is probably the hardest thing for me to like depict and also it's important to be firm because i know that i got to a place where i was easily clouded by those like opinions around me for instance in my support system and like when big things happened i would consult with all the members of my support system and as you can imagine they would all say different things (laughs) and you can't put everything in practice so it's just important for you to remember like what you want again like you're the boss and to stay firm in your wishes and you can consult with those in your support system and apply those things if you feel comfortable and excited about it but you know just remember that like at the end of the day you got to do what makes you happy and you can't live your life to please your support system because you know like at the end of the day what they're saying is for you and if you feel like to do something for you you need to maybe drift a little bit away from what your support system said then you're achieving the same end result so it's okay and here i just really want to make emphasis on keeping your opinion first So how do you do this? You prioritize your opinion before getting input from those around you, right? And sometimes this is tricky because when we have a situation and we don't, like, we don't know entirely how we feel. So in that situation, to make sure that you at least consolidate your opinion, your own opinion, after you consulted with other people. But my point is to just have a clear, defined opinion, because otherwise you are going to be swaying Like in every direction that those in your support system are going to be pulling you, and it's not like the people in your support system are these mean figures that want to ruin your life. Like that's not what they are at all. But sometimes, you know, when you ask them, then of course they're going to they're going to feel entitled because you gave them that recognition, and that's totally okay. But you know, you need to recognize like where you're going to stop, you know, and it's up to you to place those limits and to place those priorities and to you know distinguish like your non-negotiables from the things you are willing to be a bit more flexible about because everything in life is a negotiation (laughs) and the same goes for like advice and encouragement you know when you're in a really like low situation advice and encouragement can come like as an excellent thing like exactly what you needed but again remember that like it's useless if deep down you don't believe in yourself first and again you know that's the inner work that you got to do on your own Remember that you are entirely your own person and don't craft your life for your support system. The last thing we want to do is build a support system which we feel like we have to please because we're going to be slaves to that support system. And just remember, the support system is for them to support you, not you to support them. That's why I'm making an entire episode on the people that support you and not you supporting other people. Okay, so, you know, these people in your support system, they love you, they want the best for you, but make sure that at the end of the day, you always... Take the decisions that you want to take or that you know deep down are best for you. You know, don't become a slave to what those around you are saying and don't blindly follow all of their advice because it's important to not lose your own criteria and to not lose your own capacity to critically analyze things. Okay. You can't let, you can't just like delegate all of that to your support system. Like you're, you're the boss, you know, you're the boss, you're the CEO. And imagine like your support system is like this table and you know everybody has like a different spot on it and at first i was going to describe it as a circular table but no it should be a rectangular table and you should be sitting like at the end of it because you're the boss you know these are all different people from like different departments of the business and they are giving you their input but at the end of the day you make the call i'm just i'm doing it with (laughs) these analogies and these metaphors today period queen so the other thing that we need to analyze is who are you even letting into your support system, huh? like these people have got to be the elite, you should go through like a really rigorous selection process to form your support system, and the funny thing is like I hadn't really thought about like the list of people in my support system until I was planning this episode, but I knew that it was super clear and it it was super defined on some level of my head, you know? so it's like an application process you know it has to be made up of trial and error and i cannot tell you the amount of times i opened up to somebody and i felt even worse afterwards and not worse in like the way like oh yeah you know like they told me what i needed to hear and it's a hard pill to swallow no i'm talking about people who didn't contribute anything to the cause at all and i had to make those risks to learn that those were not the people that were meant to be in my support system and now i know and now i don't turn to them when i need support you know but it's my point you know like you have to be really careful with who you're letting into your support system because the fact is not anybody is gonna benefit you from being what like not everybody's gonna bring you benefit not what what am i trying to say like basically like having anybody in your group is not going to benefit you you know like you need to be really selective with who you're letting in and the main like criteria i would say like we all need to follow and i'm saying like just this key element because i feel like from this point onwards your support system can look like anything you want it to look like but i feel like the main rule is that these people have got to be able to make you feel good but also tell you what must be said oh um, and in order to achieve this i feel like you really need to be able to tell that they're coming to you from a place of love and because they want you to thrive and they want you to excel so sometimes they're going to tell you things that are not so fun to hear but like beyond that it's up to you how you craft your support system so just remember that it's important to remember that you have got the power here okay you are the boss make sure to prioritize your own opinion and be really critical with who you are letting in now some final thoughts that will hopefully stick with you from this episode number one as humans we crave support systems we need to speak and we need to connect with those around us speaking is incredibly therapeutic and when we discover the way that we like to verbalize what's happening inside of us or around us we will be able to understand like how beneficial that can be And the capacity to connect is also really important, because at least in our darkest moments, we will know that there is at least one person out there who is on our side, and that is an extremely motivating thought. Second, a support system is a sancocho, (laughs) as we say here in Colombia, basically like a sancocho is a soup that has like a bunch of different things in it, so when you have something that's like really diverse and like really random and just like a bunch of different pieces together, you can say it's a sancocho, so it's a balance of different types of roles looking back to my support system we have professionals but we also have people who are not professionals in giving advice we have people who understand what's going on really really well and like really technically we also have people who don't understand we have people who know me really 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 well and we have people who are getting to know me you know it's just and that's the beauty of it all of these different elements are working together the last thing I would want is a support system of people who are exactly the same and who can offer me exactly the same things because the beauty in a support system is a di- it's its diversity and it won't go to each person for everything that happens to me you know i kind of like pick my my battles or my soldiers or whatever <laughs> you know maybe like for one thing that happens i'll go to one person maybe for another thing i'll go to another person maybe for another thing that's really big i'll go to several people and maybe like for this sat like i went to all of these people so it's just really learning to like see the beauty in how different people can complement each other and with that being said a support system can look different for every single person you know you know what mine looks like but yours could be entirely different yours could have roles that i didn't even think of and that is great because it's what works for you and what responds to your specific needs and lastly number three a support system won't solve all of your problems you can't delegate that type of responsibility you can't make those people around you take the hard decision for you you need to inform yourself and one of the ways to inform yourself is by asking for different input, but lastly, like putting all of those pieces together and figuring out what you want or what will best serve you like a support system is just a complementary sort of tool, you know it's not going to be the foundation, it's not going to be the basis for your entire life. you know it's just another element to help you it's not everything so it's important to just know that you can't lean on it too much and that's why i highlighted the importance of like making sure you know what your own opinion is and you know your safe your your support system should be like a safe sanctuary so you need to make sure that the people you are letting in are truly gonna use sacred space wisely i'm really passionate about all of this (laughs) so yeah those are like the main elements i discussed in this episode time for the weekly favorites so let me tell you it was not this tea i did not even refill the mug like i told you i was going to i have a terrible flavor in my mouth so yeah this was not fun <laughs> but anyways this week i bring to you a vegetable fruit we'll never know a series and a book so the first thing are tomatoes some people say it's a vegetable some people say it's a fruit whatever it is, you know, it has, like, seeds, so, like, it could be a fruit, but, like, in my heart, it will always be a vegetable, anyways, that's not the point, tomatoes, okay, tomatoes, I've loved tomatoes, and I have loved them for probably, like, well over 10 years, okay, they are excellent, they are amazing, they are healthy, obviously, but they just taste so good, I love to have them in, like, this salad form, so, basically, like, you cut it up, you put salt, pepper, olive oil and lemon and it is so good sometimes you can add like i don't like 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 one of those green leaves (laughs) i don't know which one one of those um but also my mom has recently been making it for me with cheese like some mozzarella cheese like the chunk and like you cut it up like sometimes they serve it like that in restaurants and that's also really really good so i just love tomatoes they make me so happy it's probably like one of the only like foods that i have not gotten sick of because i get sick of food really easily but tomatoes not the case so it's really nice you know i'll often have them for like lunch and dinner like as a side you know like a nice tomato salad to complement like whatever else i'm eating it's so fun (laughs) next the show gilmore girls has been a cathartic experience it's my second time watching it i watched it first when i was like beginning secondary school and i'm finishing secondary school so i'm watching it again and the first time i watched it it had a huge impact on me it literally turned me into the person i am like rory gilmore is my ultimate idol like leader like I want to be her so when I watched it that first time you know I started like pouring myself into my grades and extracurriculars and like you know all of those fun things she's involved in and now I'm watching it again and I'm watching it with a very different lens because I feel like in this specific moment of my life so little is happening you know like I'm not going to school in person I haven't had, like, a social event in such a long time, and I'm just in my house all the time, so Gilmore Girls is the only interesting element, really, that's happening to me, so I am getting very, probably, dangerously invested in it, and I literally, like, I think it's bad, (laughs) like i am just literally living through the show so if something good happens in the show i will be ecstatic for the entire day but if something bad happens then i will feel and then i will be hurting for the entire day just because something bad happened in a show that does not exist and in addition to that like i am starting to compare myself with the fictional character like i am scared because i know i probably will not match rory's sat score <laughs> um so like I feel like I failed in life basically but you know like you know she's a fictional character so like you know it's just it's insane I feel like I'm getting too attached to it and I'm also like on Gilmore Girls TikTok and like my entire explore page on Instagram is Gilmore Girls so it's like really fun for me but I feel like it's kind of an addiction it probably is like you know like I like I overdose on it so much and then I just feel kind of bad after because it's like oh my gosh and not necessarily because I'm guilty but just more because like i realized just like how invested I am getting in it and I just kind of look at that and I'm just like what are you doing and why you keep like endorsing in this you know so yeah you're probably like why did you include this in your favorites after everything you just said and I honestly don't know but I mean like so many amazing things have happened I'm currently like in season like three um I am team Logan but you know right now like with Jess and everything like Jess like I wanna marry Jess, you know? <laughs> Rory, well, I mean, Dean hasn't broken up with Rory yet and Jess and Rory aren't officially together, but Shane's in the picture. And it's so entertaining for me to watch how like squirmy Rory gets w- regarding Shane. So yeah, it's a very exciting moment. Um, Let me know which team you're on. I would love to know as long as it's not Dean, I hate him. And yeah, so that's enough about Gilmore Girls. It's still my favorite for this week because it's a beautiful show and I feel like I can learn so much from it and it depicts like a lot of elements in my life so I can like see kind of like my life as a movie or as a show, (laughs) which sounds really weird, but it helps me like identify like bad tendencies I have and all that. So it's like really useful and also to see like family dynamics. Anyways, the last thing (laughs) is a book and it is The Sun and Her Flowers by Rupi Car, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but basically, like this morning when I got up at 5:45 a.m., I just went through this book and I read like the entire like blossoming section, and it was beautiful. Like I took s- pictures of so many of like the mm, like poems or like the passages because it was just like you know it hit me, you know, it really hit me. And I've been I- I've been loving Rupee. I feel like she's an inspiration. I listened to her interview on Girl Boss Radio, and I feel like she, I don't know, she represents so many incredible things and advocates for so many important topics and just really is a representation of what I wish the world was, you know? And she's just, like, so open-minded and she's just, she seems so kind and so nice. So, like, yeah, definitely, like, big sister goals, you know? She's so cool. I love her. (laughs) So, yeah, that sums up, like, my weekly favorites. Well, that's about it for this episode. I would like to clarify that I am not a specialist. Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at Thea's Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot, because reviews are the only way I can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, dastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.